Sunny and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. A push for change amid growing concern over crime in Calgary. Ward 5 Councillor Raj Dhaliwal hosted a community safety town hall yesterday, bringing together residents, leaders, police and social organizations. He hopes that dialogue leads to action. What does safety look like? How can we enhance the safety? But also we want to look at some sort of the modeling aspect. Between January and June, there have been 63 shootings in the city, double the five-year average. Can COVID spread to pets? That story ahead, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm flying over in the southwest looking at 14th Street between 75th Ave and Heritage Drive, where starting at 9 a.m., we will have a southbound right lane closed, as well as your speed is going to be down to 50. This continues on and off throughout July. A message from the Canadian Blood Services. Patients need people across Canada to show up and give. Lives depend on it. 8,900 appointments available this month. Visit blood.ca. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. Prime Minister Trudeau has arrived at the G7 summit in Germany. Trudeau says leaders will spend part of the summit discussing how to end reliance on oil and gas in general and Russian oil in particular in response to the European energy crisis. Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden is reacting to reports of Russia attacking the Ukrainian capital, striking at least two residential buildings. ABC's Karen Travers is traveling with Biden at the G7 summit. The president telling me of the Russians. Calling it barbarism. Earlier Sunday, the president sitting with the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said the U.S. and its allies cannot let Russian aggression, quote, take the form it has and get away with it. Biden, Trudeau and other G7 leaders are strategizing on how to put pressure and isolate Moscow over its months-long invasion of Ukraine. It took only hours for some Republican-led states to ban abortions following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. These states had so-called trigger laws, which could also criminalize anyone who aids and abets. Global's Reggie Cicchini is in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the 13 states leading the way in making abortion illegal. There's a growing sense of fear and uncertainty, not just in this state, but across so many others, with women now unable to gain access to critical and, until Friday, guaranteed health care services. In Tennessee, the state is moving quickly. Its attorney general has filed an emergency motion to end abortions after six weeks before most women even know they're pregnant. A total ban could then be implemented in fewer than 30 days with no exceptions for rape or incest. Those against abortion argue this move is taking the U.S. in a morally correct direction. But providers of abortion are fearful of the mental, financial and physical health care crisis this could create. Reggie Chikini, Global News, Nashville. A Canadian study says cat and dog owners who cuddle their pets while infected with COVID-19 could end up making the animals sick with the virus. The study says that while it was already known that animals, including cats, dogs, ferrets and hamsters, seem to be susceptible to COVID-19, transmission may actually be happening more often than previously thought. Lead author, Professor Dorothy Beanzel from the University of Guelph's Pathobiology Department, says cats appear to have a higher rate of COVID-19 infection than dogs. She says this is because the virus that causes COVID-19 is better able to latch onto the receptors in a cat's respiratory system than a dog's. Rob Westgate, The Canadian Press.
Well, it was 40 years ago today that Callaway Park opened, and General Manager Bob Williams tells Global News he's proud of how they've grown. It's our achievement of being a private business um, in the attractions industry, and we are one of Alberta's top tourism uh, family attractions, and so we're very proud of that and very proud of what we do. The park had planned celebrations for the 40th season last year, but postponed them due to the pandemic, so they're now celebrating 40 plus one with special activities this weekend. In sports, the Stamps got past the Elks 30-23 to last night. Quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell, a game-time decision to start, threw for 321 yards. Coach Dave Dickinson on our post-game show. You know what, we really didn't outplay him too much. It was a tight game. Uh, penalties on our side really hurt us. Didn't see a lot on the other side, so we've got to be the more disciplined group. Elsewhere, BC clobbered Toronto 44-3. Global News Sky Tracker weather, sunny in 25 today, down to 10 tonight. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers or thunderstorms, high 24, sunny in 25 on Tuesday. It's 14 degrees at 9.05, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Uh, that song, I thought it was get vegetableized. I thought that was going to be our new uh, intro song coming on, but uh, uh, it wasn't. So I'll have to maybe write one up. <laughs> Anyways, good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening, June the 26th. And it looks like summer's going to begin looking in the weather forecast. It's looking pretty nice for the next couple weeks coming up. we got Canada Day. Um, it's going to be beautiful, so um, get out and enjoy uh, our great country that we have here going. Anyways, lots of good things going on in the gardening world here in Calgary. It's, like I said, summer is finally going to begin. It's been a, been a wet one. Like There's almost double the moisture we've had, which is good because we needed it, so there's lots of good things. But if you haven't planted your annuals, you still have lots of time. I'm amazed at how fast a petunia or that kick in because I, I planted my planters a couple of weeks ago and I'm just I was looking at them yesterday and I'm just like, holy cow, like they just fill in so quick. So you still have lots of time and and there's lots of petunias available. Um so go with the waves and some of those ones. They're gonna fill in those spots nice and quick and give you right till the end of September color in your yard, even into October. Until we get that minus five um, petunias, a lot of those ones will give you that color all the way through the summer, which is really what we're looking for. So um, I'm going to bring on Jen. She's down at the Garden Center getting ready for the day. Good morning, Jen. Hey, good morning, Merle. We are getting ready for the day. How are you? I'm doing good. Went yeah? to the Stamps game last night. That was fun. Was it um, fun? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I'm just surprised more people aren't coming out. Like it was a hmm. beautiful night. Stamps are playing good. Um, so get out there. The next game's get actually up for a month. Yeah. Yeah, our Lisa. Game. Lisa was out there at the game. So Yeah, I you know she um, bumped into one. me. I was walking I was you walking see? down to get uh, get something and uh <laughs> she she checked me like a <laughs> hockey player. So <laughs> Of course she did. Is her she? and her sister yeah. Don't let they, her fool they you. Just, yeah. They took me out there. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good job, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Well, sounds yeah, fun. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. Fun. Yeah, it's weird, though. The next game's not until uh, July 30th hmm. here in town. So we're, we have a bit of a road trip and a bye, I think. So 
Okay. Anyways, let's uh, let's get out there on July 30th and support our stamps. Go stamps. Um, go stamps. Go. Yeah, it was good. It's nice. Such a good. It's a great summertime event, right? You're out there. Absolutely. Um, you have a choice of beverage between whatever you like, all kinds of fun stuff, and, fun. Uh, and good food. So and this beautiful sun, good people. So oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. You, yeah, we've been stuck inside long enough with this crappy weather and uh, yeah. weather else. <laughs> so. weather has been grumpy, but not much longer because it's been beautiful yesterday, today. I think we dipped down for a bit and then we head back up into the mid-20s yeah. consistently, hey, in the week after. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, summer mm-hmm. looks good finally. So oh, um, let's do it. July, we can have a good stampede, get some people out, and uh, let's get out and then support all these uh, – all these events and different things because, you know, if you They're don't go to, to the games, yeah, mm-hmm. then it's, it's, a, it's a good time anyways. And get out and do some gardening. So we're getting around our first batch. If you planted your annuals, probably get ready. You should probably do your first fertilization. Hey? Yeah, I'm thinking. We were talking about that this morning, actually, Lisa and I. So fertilization and what you generally recommend when for your annual, annuals that are flowering, et cetera, is the 15-30-15. So if you don't yeah. already have it, come on and get some. We can show you where it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a quick question. Merle, where to buy chelated iron? I was in your store, but you hadn't. We actually have the liquid chelated iron now. So sorry. We have informed our team down at Spruce. It's the it's a liquid iron. Um, it's different so you than need what we to, had. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the powder. But it's been really hard to get um, with some of the fertilizer deals going on. So we do have the it's it's a liquid iron. And a hey, Jen, maybe after the show, maybe you could um, make get someone to make a little sign and just put what that is. Oh, for sure. On there, yeah. just to to let people know that this is the same. It's just, but it's an organic and it's liquid, so the numbers are a little bit different, but it works awesome. It greens it right up. And when you want iron is when you have those chlorotic plants where you start seeing the young, the green veins and the leaves mm-hmm. start going yellow. You're not having that deep, dark green. Um, you need the chelated iron in there to uh, green it up. Is why is that? Why things. does that happen, Merle? Most of the time, is it just that deficiency, or is it? Yeah, and yeah. it just and after a lot of rain too, a lot of times it'll happen to plants. It's just in our soil. There's just um, there's not a lot of trace elements, right? We're we're right. dealing with clay and yeah. a little bit of soil, <laughs> so we got to <laughs> add a lot of these nutrients to some of these things. And when you bring in plants that aren't normally um, native to our area they require different trace elements in the soil so that's where we have to supplement them right and with fertilizers okay. and and different things so um so like yeah so that you need the to add some of these chelated irons liquid iron and uh a lot of the trait good fertilizers will have them in there as well i know like ours has some of the iron and trace elements in it Rather than right. some of the less expensive, cheaper fertilizers you can find, they won't have a lot of the good trace elements. <laughs> they just have, have the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fluff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. So that's something we'll get on today for sure. Um, what yeah. else do you want to talk about, Merle? I want to talk about what's going on. Yeah. Actually, and I do have a question for all of our listeners. This is where I need mm. some help. Okay. Um friend of ours has a, has a place just outside the city 
and bats. Bats are oh. overtaking his house. Really? And yeah, so I know we're going to get some bat hoses out there to try and help that. But if anybody has a good solution for bats, um, call in hmm. or let me know, 403-974-8255. And there's uh, so many mosquitoes out in the Bears Paw area right. that the, the bats love it there. And they, this, they have a peaked roof, so it's just a perfect environment. But we, we want to keep the bats, but just trying to get them off of the house. So if anybody has any solutions... Hmm. We would love to uh, hear them if you could help yeah. me with that. That that would be awesome. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I've not heard that one before. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's really good time. Like I was looking out in my garden yesterday, again, uh, just doing a bit of thing, and I'm missing some color. I look in my back. I have huh. it's, it's all green. So I'm gonna add some. I'm gonna add some of the medium sized nine bark, something like the summer wine. So nice. it's a good time to get out in your garden when you have all this good less foliage and you can sort of see what you're missing. And right now is a good time where you can add. So I'm going to add a couple nine barks, um, probably like five <laughs> in a row, just to create some color to mix in with my green. So you go for it, Merle. You get in there. Yeah. We'll, we'll help you shop even. Awesome. Yeah. I need, uh, I'll, I'll go bug uh, Terry in the tree lot. Go bug Terry. He'll love it. Yeah. He likes yeah. shopping with me. Yeah, I know he does. You guys love looking at that stuff. That's great. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm doing. But those kind of things, um, trees have had lots of water with all the rain. So it's a great time to fertilize right now. Fertilize all your trees and shrubs if if you'd like to do that. And if you're not sure what kind, even just a good all-purpose 2020-20 would be perfect for all Mm -hmm. your trees and shrubs, your perennials. Give them that boost to get pushing um, after the rain and get into the bloom state. And, uh, so that, that's a big thing to do right now is to add some, add a little bit of food to the garden if you can. For sure. And, uh, yeah. And lots of new growth. So you might need to trim your trees up a little bit here and there. I know some of mine have grown like those new branches shot down lower and things like that. So I'm going to trim up a couple things and, uh, and things like that. So, nice. Yeah. Good yeah. and and uh, like I said, and plant uh, five to seven. I have to go paste it out five to seven nine barks of some sort. So <laughs> we'll keep we'll an eye on you, Merle. It's all good. All right, all yeah. right. Um, what's what else? You're gonna. I hear you're gonna be getting some a whole bunch of tropical plants in. I, I hear indoor. that too, Merle. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're making some space. We're gonna clear out the annuals over um so we'll kind of just move them a little bit over and make some room for tropical plants it's time to get back into it we're excited yeah we're yeah we, we're just creating um we're using our our old greenhouse cover we have these uh sheltered sort of tarp covered um structures and we're going to use those and we're going to yeah. move our annuals outside that way they stay nice and climatized and then we got so much nice new product that we want to bring in mm-hmm. and uh, and start merchandising that. So use that as some good retail space so you can see all the great pots and all the different things that we have in store for you. That, That'll uh, be fun. That'll be yeah, fun. That, uh, That'll be great that, for people. Yeah, to accessorize the garden, things like yeah. that. So. Yeah, I know. I'm always looking. <laughs> I can't wait. You know what? Come in. And yeah. I, I have a wind spinner, but sometimes I look at them and I think, God, they're kind of tacky. 
But uh, you know what? I love watching mine outside. Like, you know, and I see yeah. so many people, you see the smile on their face when they walk yeah. out with their wind spinner. They can't yeah. wait to get it home and it's stick it in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. And we also it's a we real have thing. Um, a sale going on on wind spinners right now, I believe. Oh, do we? Bogo, yeah, Bogo 50 for wind spinners. The oh, little ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, the little, little ones, ones. yes. Yep. Yeah, all the little guys. The, yeah. Yeah. And then we also have some of the bigger ones that light up. Like the, mine still works. It's probably seven years old. I've had it in the back. Really? Oh. And it spins and then it creates electricity. Yeah, okay. I heard you up. talking to David about that yesterday. Yeah, that's so I have why to I knew go that. They, that were, they yeah. were asking how to turn the lights on. I said, well, it has to spin. So, <laughs> it's kind of like how we are. you got to get moving. Yeah. And the lights on up there. A little yeah. spinny up there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, anyways, lots of good things at the Garden Center um, oh, going on. Things. Yeah. Pardon me? Um, great things, Merle. And uh, like our sales, we've got yoga coming up as well, yoga for gardeners. We've we've set that up. So, that's coming up July 2nd in the morning. I know. I, I've been doing my stretching. I'm getting Have ready. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's supposed to Namaste. be kind of something to, <laughs> to unwind. Unwind. I hope Carolyn gets to come. Yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope so too. That. Yeah. yeah, she's been wondering what I've been doing. I got stuck on the floor there yesterday. She had to peel oh, no. me up off the floor and help me up. Oh, Merle. But <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, Anyways. well, then you need to be there. My, my, my knee's in such good shape now. I'm ready for yoga again. So I see. You know. I know you've been walking around without limping. So that's nice yeah. to see. Yeah. It feels really good, good actually. You. So good I just got to remember I can't. Uh, can't bounce and dance. The playoffs of the hockey are gone now. So <laughs> I think that was part of the problem, jumping up it's and the down. The truth comes that. out. It always does, Merle. <laughs> the, the hockey games was the problem. <laughs> Anyways. And the, awesome. My, yeah, dancing in the mosh pits. I should got to stop that too. You so, know, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. we're going to do lots of gardening talk today. Um, if you want to go down and see Jen, her and the team are down at Spruce It Up, of course. We're all and, here. Uh, yeah. yeah. And take it, if you have, if you, even if you're not looking for perennials, take a walk through the perennial section. Um, all the, the guys and gals in the perennial house have just created some really good um, themed perennial so gardens nice. for you so you can see mm -hmm. what works really well together. It looks so good. Like, it really does. And they're, they're so proud, too. So they'll absolutely, and they should be. I mean, they, it's really beautiful. And you're right, Merle. It shows kind of what goes with what and themes. It just helps you out, I think, see what we have. And they, yeah. Yeah, they killed it in there. They did a really good sometimes, job. Sometimes, yeah, because perennials are a little bit hard sometimes. Because when you buy them, it's not necessarily the ideal time for that particular exactly. um, perennial. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah, if you get an early blooming perennial, when you buy it now, it's maybe not looking as good, but yeah. it's still a great plant. And some of the fall looking, fall blooming perennials aren't all the way to their full capacity yet either, like the Autumn Joy Sedum, some of those ones that, but in the fall, they look fabulous. But if Amazing. you get them now, mm -hmm. plant them, get them ready, and then when fall comes, you're going to just enjoy the beautiful, glorious flowers that they will give you uh, all the way through, so. Yeah, yeah, come see. It's something that we haven't done before, but um, but they knocked it yeah. out of the park. So yeah, yeah, they're doing a great job over there. Anyways, thanks, Jen. I'm gonna let you go. Thanks, um, Merle. And if you're gonna look for chelated iron, um, Jen will have a sign there, so we all know where it is now, and uh, and uh, <laughs> share that with all our customers and the and the team down at Spruce. All right, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Cutters Year-Round Full-Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Got a quick text. If you want to join me, phone lines are wide open, uh, 403-974-8255, and uh, definitely ready to take your calls if you'd like to call in. Um, got a couple texts here. Good morning, Merle. I am so distraught. We put bark down, and now we have all these weeds. And I'm a senior and thought it would help. Okay, one thing I want to make sure you did is if you got the shredded mulch, and it does take a little bit of time to weed weave itself together, and it, it'll create a weed barrier. So the first few weeds that'll come up, you could either just go around and just spray them with Roundup, just make sure you don't spray anything else, or they should pull out really easy. And make sure you have three to four inches of the bark mulch. If you put bark nuggets, you, you would have had to have used fabric. So just a little bit of a clarification. Um, so if you use the shredded mulch, you want to be put it down to the first application, three to four inches thick. And uh, just watch with your perennials and some of the stuff. You don't bury them. You can pull it away accordingly. Uh, but it needs to be about that thick. And you will get the odd weed come up at first. But then once it seals itself together, it'll start sticking to the soil. And it weaves itself together and just creates a really, really good weed barrier um, that will uh, keep the weeds down for you. But And also, my peony is so big, once it blooms, can I cut it back a little? Absolutely. And and cut some of the peonies off and enjoy them. Put them in the vases, stuff like that, because they're so beautiful. Um, except for last year, I realized I found out that I was I must be allergic to peonies of some sort or just in large doses um my wife had brought home a big um, bouquet she was out cutting flowers and she put this big bouquet is sort of underneath our covered deck and then i'm just sitting there and i could just get a huge whiff of the pollen or whatever and then all of a sudden i could feel my chest tighten up i'm like what what's going on like it was nasty but then i just sort of googled it quick and just said you're having an allergic reaction so I got rid of the, put the peonies out from underneath there. But it lasts about an hour, and it, that's a bit scary. So I see people that have these, and I'm first time I've ever had an allergic reaction to anything. So um, so these peonies um, did that to me. So in small doses for me for the peonies, and uh, just spread out a bit, just not uh, in large, large big clumps. Because probably had a vase like of 20 or so in there. Looked beautiful, but just... The pollen almost did me in. So, anyways, but yes, you could definitely cut them back a bit when they're done blooming. I always plant my peony in the second or third row of my perennial garden and never really up front because once it's done blooming, they're not the nicest looking plant. They kind of come in, they do their thing, they look beautiful, they bloom, and then they kind of die back. So, like I said, they're always second or third tier, but they're tall enough when they're in the second tier that you'll see the blooms over top, but when they're done blooming, they kind of just fade back into the, into the back, which is kind of nice. And, and also that was from Laura. She goes, thanks Merle. Love your show. Enjoy the day. Thank you so much. And you too. And got a few more texts here. Hi Merle. I'm Diane from Red Deer and I'm heartbroken about my standard dwarf lilac. Half it appears to be dead when it came out in the spring. It was very uneven and budding. Now it looks even more dead in the middle. Just got a new, just 
just get a new tree and you can be saved. It's about 10 years old. Thanks for your help. Yeah, those are tough when you get that. It's it's a bit of winter kill. You can try some Rage Plus, but really for those, you almost have to just cut the whole thing down and and rejuvenate it. It's just from our dry winters, like and especially being up front of the house like that, um, what I'd really recommend is try to ensure that you water really well um, in September, October. Make sure you water all your shrubs when you put them to bed. But what I would do is on the standard, just cut it back um, as much as you can. Like the whole thing needs to get cut back. I'd wait till it's after it's done blooming here and it will regrow. Like it will rejuvenate that whole section again and, uh, and go from there and see how that works out. But that should work out really well for you. I'm going to take a quick break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Sunny and 17 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Ward 5 Councillor Raj Dhaliwal is hoping dialogue will be followed by action. Dhaliwal hosted a community town hall yesterday amid growing concerns about crime in the city. U.S. President Joe Biden says the United States and other G7 leading economies will ban imports of gold from Russia. Biden announced the step at the start of the G7 annual summit being held in Germany. A year ago, a major Calgary attraction decided to postpone celebrating its 40th season due to the pandemic. So this weekend, Callaway Park is hosting special activities for 40 plus one. In fact, it was 40 years ago today the park opened just west of the city. Sunny today with a high of 25. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 10. Tomorrow, slight chance of showers or thunderstorms and a high of 24. It's 17 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I got one quick text, getting a couple texts regarding aphids, which you're going to see a fair bit now. After that rain and a little bit of heat on all this lush new foliage, you're going to see lots of aphids coming out, especially on nine barks. And, uh, and they're kind of, and they'll hide. They won't be green like on a purple nine bark. I just got a picture. Um, from one of the listeners asking about it because a lot of times if there's some of the color of the plant if they're sucking that juice um they'll turn to that color so these are purple looking um aphids as they're they're chomping on the purple nine bark so right now get out with a uni nozzles give it a really good spray with some little bit of pressure on your hose and then spray it with pure spray green and if you do it every five days for three applications that should look after them it uh it does make a big difference and just getting them under control but right now we're going to see lots of uh lots of aphids coming up i'm going to go to the phone line i'm going to go to louise good morning louise hi merle good morning i love your show first time caller thank you so much thanks for listening thanks for calling i enjoy it so much Merle, I have a Norland apple tree in my backyard, just my second year in this home. Last year, it was full of blooms and laden with beautiful apples. 
this year there's not a single bloom and no sign of fruit. How can a tree be so different one summer to um, the next? Some of them will go in, especially after a really good year, they'll sometimes go into they take a year off. Um, it could oh. also been an, we had some early frost this year too, or late frost. Sorry, it could have been hit with one of those late frosts that knocked the buds off at that time. Like if they were just sitting there, because I was a little worried about my pear tree. It it had the buds early, and that okay. and the Norland is one that does bud early, so it could have had a little bit of that frost, or the odd time. Like I said, sometimes they'll. They'll do that, and they have a, just a bumper crop, and then some they'll take a year off. So just ensure that you're feeding it with 15, 30, 15. Those okay. apples, when they get growing, they become fairly heavy feeders, um, and they need that trace element of the phosphate in the middle. You need that high middle number. Um, that okay, so the blooms, if it's too late, like, fruit. no matter what I nope. do now? No, right now, you won't get any this year. Um, okay. But what you're doing – what you do this year will help next year. So right now, give it some food. It'll store that phosphate and that get that into the system and then okay. use it next spring. And just ensure that you water all your apples really good in the fall. Like oh. in that September, October, the watering of our trees, especially for those, it's important because they need that energy in the spring when they go to push up all the blooms and, and, and send out all the new leaves. They need that energy. So if they go to bed really dry, they don't have that energy. And the first thing they'll do, Mother Nature will shut off the blooming because it, it doesn't need it per se, right? It, uh, okay, I got to live. I got to survive. I won't produce the fruit this year because that's going to take up too much of my energy. And Mother okay. Nature knows that. So it'll it'll shut that down. It'll just produce the leaves and just come out that way as well. So, but... That's interesting. And that is, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful looking tree. Does it need to be cross pollinated with another fruit tree? Yeah, but there's enough trees everywhere. But yeah, they do. And the bees and that look after that for us. So, okay. So, nothing yeah. I can do. Quick question. No, you don't need to. Yeah, not in Calgary. Okay. You're fine. Like, we have enough blooming trees everywhere. And, and okay. uh, hopefully, we just look after our bees enough where we can get those to help with that pollination. But okay. uh, that would be my advice of what I think probably went wrong is either the frost or or possibly just such a bumper crop and then maybe just not enough water and stuff in the fall. And then this year it just took a year off. Okay, I'll take care of that. And then with Mahonia, I sent you a text. I don't know if you got it. I'm sure it's Mahonia. Again, a new plant for me. It, it's If it's Mahonia, it's very green all throughout the winter. It looks like yeah. holly, like mistletoe. Yeah. That's so funny. I had a, had a couple of gentlemen in yesterday looking for it. I was just talking to Terry, our ah. printer. He's trying to get it located so we can bring some in. Okay, interesting. So do you when it goes brown in the spring, I think I did the wrong thing last year. I cut no, it right back. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, don't cut it back because that's kind of normal. You'll see that on the Virginia and even sometimes on the calorie box, but some of those evergreens, their foliage will change a bit different color at certain times. And okay. and wait till it totally leaves out. And when it looks dead, it'll be brown, like it'll be like dried brown, not just foliage brown. Okay. Do we do we leave that or do we cut that brown stuff off? If it's totally brown, looking like dried out, dead, like look, crispy. yes, cut the yeah, crispy okay. brown. You take off. But okay. those are those are a neat looking plant, eh? Oh, they're so pretty, and they're all in front of our front pathway. So when you approach the house in the winter, it does. It looks like a bunch of mistletoe. 
yeah, no, they're they're great, and they're yeah. it's it's just harder right now. We're trying to get the the hardy variety, um, but Terry's going to try and get that uh, in for us down at the store because we had oh, a couple gentlemen in. They were looking for holly, but holly won't grow here, so a lot of people mistake mohiniad for the for the holly. So yeah, and it looks and it looks just like holly. Perfect. Yeah. No, All absolutely. Right, well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much Take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye-bye. Awesome. That was a good call. I'm going to go to got enough time. I'm going to go to Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Meryl. Long time listener. Using your Thank you so much. Removing trees in the past uh, to our aspens and that was yeah. amazing. They, I didn't have to deal that much with the roots as even though you said I may. Yeah. So I good. really appreciate that. I have a couple of questions. For whatever reason, I cannot text you anymore because always I was coming up with some question, but uh, my text won't go through. So I'm glad today you pick up the phone and I have a chance talking to you. I have two questions. I have a, uh, a laylock, which I was trying to kind of like grow like a fence for the privacy a little because there yeah. is, you know, open area in Signal Hill, I should say. And uh, what... Uh, what happens every time it rains, especially now when they were blooming and that heavy rain, oh, broke some branches and just got them all different direction. And I just wanted to know if it's good time to get at it and trim it, fix it, or, or just leave it till when? Um, yeah, wait till it's just when it's finished blooming is the better time. Okay. Um, and you will get that because what happens is the blooms hold all the, a lot of the water as well. So they almost work like a bunch of sponges on the end, right? So they get heavy and they'll lean over like that. So okay, if I if, if if I trim them, will they bloom next year? Yeah, right now, if you trim them now, they will. Okay, and one more question I have, which I believe that's what it is. I asked you before, but that was well ago and I forgot. I have a tree, uh, which you tended at the time when I had the service provided about five years ago. Um, it's a green leaves. They bloom beautiful and smell like a honey. And now they all turning to red. What's yeah, so that would have been a Schubert choke cherry. Okay. And it's the same thing what I was just describing is going on every time with heavy rain or wind. Yeah, yeah. So what to do? It Remove that tree because it cost me a lot and it's just... Yeah, but now they're good. done just blooming. Just spring and that is it. Yeah. So when they're done blooming, though, they they shouldn't lean over as much. Like at once the sun warms up, because I know mine are starting to all stand back up. All your trees should straighten up after that rain and wind. Okay. And, and also because of trimming, I want to ask you that. Does that make like you know I have to one at the back, which is smaller than one at the front. It's it's much bigger because of that trimming. You know, a few years back when it was. Uh, much bigger problem. Uh, lots of branches were broken and was no other choice uh, to do it. So what I see now, it grows like crazy. It's going to reach yeah. of the sky. So about every three years, you should get it thinned out a bit. And okay. that, uh, Mark, it really makes, it really helps with the with keeping the nice structure of your trees and shrubs. Okay. And then that way, when you get good structure, you thin it out. And then when you do get those wind storms and you get those rain and different, you don't get any broken branches and it's able to withstand that a lot better because the, the yeah. structure of your tree is going to be nice and strong. Okay, cool. 
Okay, thank you very much. Great job. Thanks, we really Catherine. appreciate it. Calgary wouldn't be so green and flowerful during the summer if it wouldn't be your show. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, Catherine. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's very nice. And uh, I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Uh, on my Saskatoon uh, bush there, uh, just below the, uh, the blooms, I got a whole bunch of the leaves that have curled up from side to side and to the uh, underneath. Yeah. And I tried to open them up, and I didn't see anything obvious other than I, I got these little little uh, kind of like a green little shell and I was yeah. able to pop one open and a little teeny white bug came out of it. Sort of like a little caterpillar or a maggot looking thing? No, it was crawling. Like oh really? Legs. Huh. In a sh huh. I haven't really I'm not too sure what that might be. What I would probably do is you might want to just give that, just give it a, if you can give it a bit of a hose off or remove some of those or use some pure spray green on that. Yeah, um, what I did is is I popped them all off and I squished them and <laughs> okay, perfect. got rid of those. And then I've, uh, we've only, <clears throat> we only had about an hour reprieve and I sprayed it all with pure spray green. So okay. I'll get at that probably on Monday again. But um, yeah, I was very if, curious. If you if you if you get a chance, Al, if you happen to get another one, and maybe text it into the show, text a picture in if you could. It, um, it's so small and so hot. The, the leaves are so soft; it's really hard to even get yeah. them open. Yeah, I wonder is is it kind of like is the shell fuzzy a bit? No. No. Okay, I was going to say it could be mealy bug, but okay, you know, I'd be interested to see that a bit more if. Uh, or if you happen to cut some off, and if you're anywhere near the store, drop it off in a Ziploc bag or something, and we can have a look at it. Okay, I'll uh, I'll do that. I've got I got the BTK ready to go, and I got the Pure Spray Green, and I thought, okay, which yeah, one is that's, it? Yeah, when you get the caterpillars, then you'll use the BTK. Other than that, the Pure Spray Green should be your uh, arsenal of choice. Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll try and stay on that, I guess. All right. Yeah, and if you happen to get one, and if you're planning on coming into anywhere near us, um, bring it in and and put it into a, a Ziploc bag for us. I'd like to see it. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Al. Very good. Take Thank care. You. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. All right. I got some time left. I'm going to go to Yvonne. Good morning, Hi, Yvonne. Merle. Hi there. And how can I help show. you? I listen to it every week. Thank you. And and I got a question here. Um, like my rhubarb, the stems are really nice and thick, but it's flowering at the very top. Do I pinch it off, or yeah, you should take the flower off. Um, 
because then it kind of it, it'll stop the plant from sending out more leaves and stuff. It's sort of things it's done its job for the season. Yeah, so when you start seeing the blooms come up, it's always good to cut those off. That's a bit of a sign that it might be struggling a bit. Maybe it shouldn't be lack of water right now, but could have been a bit of lack of water or just maybe it needs a good fertilizer as well. Like a, And on the rhubarb, like you, did, you could just use like a 20-20-20 or something like that. 20-20-20. Yeah. Okay. And could I ask you another question? Of course. Um. The straw, I have uh, strawberries and the plants look really healthy and yet the strawberries are about the size of my little finger and it it doesn't get any larger. Is is it lacking fertilizer or? Um, it's still a bit, and again, some of it could be the variety. And is it getting lots of sun? Yes, it gets full sun. Okay, that's what it needs. I would wait, hopefully here, now that it's going to warm up a bit, you'll start seeing a bit more. A lot of times the early ones are always a little bit smaller, and then once it gets growing a bit more, you'll start seeing some larger fruit. Um, again, fertilize with 15, 30, 15, the higher 15, middle number. 30, 30 15. Yep. Okay. Um, also, I, I know I've uh, been listening to your show a lot, but... Um, are you still giving away that uh, 1-800-JUNK? Um, no, I'm not. That's a, that's a May oh, yeah. promotion that we have, typically. So. Oh, I see. Because I was cleaning yeah. out my deck and I've got so much junk. <laughs> well, okay. give them a call and I'm sure they would be, uh, just say, hey, you heard it on the radio show. Maybe they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll look after you and give you a good deal. Oh, they, they, run okay. a, they run a good service there, so give them okay. a show. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank okay, you so you much, have a good day, Enjoy you your too. show. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after that, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. Good, good morning, Merle. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I think you can help me with my dog's allergy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, it's been getting worse for the past three years, and I thought it was maybe the mold when the snow melted and things. And I was uh, making it more interesting by throwing her treats out in the grass every day. And her chin would be so itchy and, and things, and her paws terribly itchy. Then I heard that yarrow is part of the nettles family. And yep. I did have a yarrow flowering plant a few years back. But it has totally invaded my lawn and gotten more pervasive every year. And I'm absolutely sure that's what's causing her problem. I, I would say it probably is contributing to it for sure. It's funny. We, we're kind of having a discussion about yarrow. One of the gentlemen at the store, Terry, he's kind of fond of yarrow. And the rest of us kind of joke every time someone asks for what kind of plant to plant, we all go, oh, how about some yarrow? <laughs> and it's oh. sort of a, but it's pretty invasive. So we, we definitely warn everybody first as well, though. 
it's uh it's a beautiful plant but it can it can take over a bit well yes and i mean i i did get rid of it out of my flower garden is some five years ago but obviously it had already got into the grass the grass of course is doing fabulous this year with all the moisture uh and um but it's it's just uh, impossible to think of that I could possibly uh, dig it out by hand or anything. And I'm wondering, it, it's not broadleaf, is it? No. So um, you could use Roundup on it. Just be careful you don't spray anything else with Roundup. But it will kill the grass too then. It will kill the grass. So, But the, the Killex should work on it because it's not a grass. It's more of a broad leaf than it would be like a grass. So I would try a small portion of it if it's if it's grown in the grass. Try using a Killex. Okay. And and see if that works. All right, all right. I'll try that first. All right, very good. Or otherwise, I'd, it would sounds like I'll have to digging it out like a like a dandelion. Oh, that's impossible. Uh, yeah. With, uh, you know, the I'm, I'm almost sure the Killex will work on it because it works on quite a bit of that kind of stuff. So I would give that a try. Oh, very good. And is there something called a spittle bug? My succulent. Yep. I have yep. this little white, it looks like cotton batten little bits in the crevices in the succulents. And I'm quite sure that it's. That's um, mealybug. Which one? So that's mealybug. Mealy. Um, yeah, mealy. It has little, it looks like cotton batten, but if you pull it off, there'll be like a little maggot sort of aphid-looking thing inside there. Oh. If you can see most of them, like in a succulent, you're best if you can just um, use a Q-tip even, yes. like just go there to brush it out with a Q-tip and then take the succulent into it underneath the sink and give it a good spray. Um, you could use pure spray green at that point. But a lot of that can be um, looked after just with physical control and especially if it's only on a couple of plants if you just keep an eye on it okay yes and not use alcohol or anything on the q-tip um you, you shouldn't really need anything if you if you have some rubbing alcohol or something like that you could use that oh, okay. um but uh it's just more physically removing it and then give it a good hose down when you're done and uh on the foliage and then you should be good very good thank you so very much for your help you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thanks, Margaret. I know. Bye-bye. All right. And I got one more quick text from Catherine. She had a 20-year-old uh, little dwarf Korean lilac as well. So what I would do is sort of the part that's above the trunk, try cutting it right back just to about six inches and see if it all sprouts out from that spot again because you, you have the same problem as the last color where a whole bunch of it is, has died back. So try and re rejuvenate that ball. So just above the graft, above the trunk, cut that to about six inches and see if that will sprout out again before you give that a try. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Sunny and 17 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. A push for change amid growing concern over crime in Calgary. Ward 5 Councillor Raj Daliwal hosted a community safety town hall yesterday, bringing together residents, leaders, police, and social organizations. Daliwal says we need to look at what models are being used. Ward 5 is very diverse. Are we applying the right modeling 
to, to prevention, intervention, like a Western ideological model, or we need to more have more culture-based, more faith-based uh, model of uh, 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 intervention, prevention, cause, effect. Between January and June, there were 63 shootings in the city, double the five-year average. U.S. President Joe Biden says the United States and other G7 leading economies will ban imports of gold from Russia. Biden announced the step at the start of the G7 summit being held in Germany. Reporter Charles de Ledesma has more. Officials say banning imports would make it more difficult for Russia to participate in global markets. Biden's Twitter feed says Russia rakes in tens of billions of dollars from the sale of its gold. In recent years, gold has been the top Russian export after energy, reaching almost $19 billion, or about 5% of global gold exports, according to the White House. Britain's Prime Minister says a gold ban would directly hit Russian oligarchs and strike at the heart of Russian President Vladimir Putin's war machine. Two days after the U.S. Supreme Court's bombshell ruling overturning Roe v. Wade, emotional protests and prayer vigils are taking place, and some of the demonstrations have turned violent. In Arizona, police used tear gas to disperse protesters outside the state capitol in Phoenix. A protest in Oregon that started near an anti-abortion-focused pregnancy center drew heavy response from local law enforcement. Police say they arrested 10 people, mostly for disorderly conduct. A milestone for a major Calgary attraction. 40 years ago today, Callaway Park opened just west of the city. General Manager Bob Williams charts some of the growth. When we first started, we had 16 rides. We have 32 rides now. Um, when you look at our show component, we're one of the only attractions in North America that choreographs and produces two in-house shows on an annual basis. Um, we have 32 entertainers that do everything from on the show, on stage, to street entertainment. The park had planned celebrations for the 40th season last year, but postponed them due to the pandemic, so they're now celebrating 40 plus 1 this weekend. The Rolling Stones celebrating their 60th anniversary with a performance in London's Hyde Park. In 1962, Mick and the boys played their first ever show at the legendary Marquee Club in London. 60 years on, they still got it. And the fans came from all over the world. That's great. The first time I saw the Stones was in 1978. Wow. Madison yeah. Square Garden. Yeah, me too. And honestly, it was a great excuse to come. They said, let's, let's go to London and see the Stones. Why not? The show began with a one-minute video tribute to Charlie Watts, the band's much-loved drummer who died last year. In Hyde Park, Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. In sports, the Stamps got past the Elks 30-23 to remain undefeated. On the post-game show, Dave Dickinson talked about Malik Henry, who scored the go-ahead TD in the third. You know, we'll just keep with a fluid roster, but you know he's fast. He made some great catches, and uh, they were playing low on him, so he definitely uh, showed that he's a big weapon. Elsewhere, BC clobbered Toronto 44-3. Stanley Cup tonight, Colorado will try to clinch the title at Tampa. The Avs have a 3-2 lead. Global News Sky Tracker weather sunny and 25 today, down to 10 tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. There's a slight chance of showers or thunderstorms. High 24, sunny and 25 on Tuesday. It's 17 degrees at 10:04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10:30. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I've got a couple texts here regarding birch trees and dying back from the top. Um, this one is also from Deanna. She had sent uh, pictures in the, of a smaller one. Um, it's really a lot of it is just lack of water in the fall. 
And this one looks like it's planted on a little bit of a slope. Um, use the Rage Plus. Unfortunately, it looks like it might be gone a bit. Give it a couple more shots of Rage Plus and um, ensure that it gets a fair bit of water, um, especially when it's newly planted and then as they get older um, and really well in the fall. Um, as they're one that suck up a lot of moisture in the early spring. Um, so it might uh, might pop back in. I would give it a shot of Rage Plus sort of every five days for three or four weeks here and see if you can push the life back into that thing. Um, but And again, soak it really well, fertilize again, wait a few days, do it again. Do it three or four times and see if we can get that thing going again. Um, but just ensure that it does get the water and the Rage Plus. If you could do that, that would be great. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning down there. How are you doing, John? Uh, well, it could be better. Yeah? I had a little mishap with the uh, catalytic converter on my uh, Honda. Someone it borrowed it. <laughs> you know what? Someone did. One of our guys that works on printed out. He was parked on the street right by our store, and uh, same thing. Someone did it mid right during the day. Came and cut out the catalytic converter, and uh, it's crazy. Unbelievable! It's crazy. Heritage Park uh, behind Co-op. All these places. You know what? And, hey. But what it is though, and they got to be selling those somewhere. They got to crack down on those guys. If there's nowhere to sell it, then they they won't steal it. So that's a big it's thing. useless. It's useless trying to go after the thieves because it's that's uh, endless. Go after the if it's the metal records or the auto, who's ever paying the money for that metal, like they got to stop. Like they need to clamp down on those guys because it's crazy. Like these guys, when we were doing our construction on some of the stuff by the road at the store. And sorry, we'll talk about gardening, but our, <laughs> yeah, phone, li mean. <laughs> our phone lines got ripped out of the ground um, four times. And it's like twenty to $50,000 every time. And we didn't have to pay for it. They weren't our phone lines. Like, but the us they'd rip out the big, like the three-inch line. They'd hooked it to the trailer hitch on their car and pull it out of the ground and throw it in the back of their truck. And But then they take it to the metal recyclers and, and get cash for it, like, that's I don't right. Know, that's they gotta clap down on the on the guys giving the cash out because, and then you get these I don't know, whatever crackheads or who's ever stealing yeah. doing it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, Anyways. well that was my last week. Too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that, but that's a pain, right? You go to your truck or your car, and it uh, and you're you're fired up, and it uh, sounds like uh, like hell. <laughs> well, you're in a tank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All anyway, right. uh, let's get back to gardening. How do you revive uh, kind of dried out uh, plants, or is that impossible? Um, depends how far along they are, John. If they've gone crispy, um, probably done. Oh, if they've okay. just wilted yeah. down really good, um, you can revive them just with water. Spray the foliage a few times. It'll soak it up through there, and that'll help. If they did totally dry out though john just take all those dry leaves off and just water it really well there's a lot of time it just it'll just lose the leaves and the stems and the trunk everything else is still alive and it'll just send out new leaves and that 
See that a hundred oh, times. Well, I was kind of hoping that would happen, so I've uh, got them in some of your good uh, three-in-one uh, yep. soil. Yeah. Oh, so just helps. do that. Just take off the brown. Take just peel off all the leaves, John, and yeah. just keep them watered. And there's a really good chance it'll send out a new batch of leaves. I got uh, four of your uh, firecrackers, uh, you know, the burpee firecrackers, and uh, three of them kind of dried up on my part, believe it or not. So, <laughs> uh, what's a good fertilizer for uh, your vegetable garden? Or is there? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, there is. There's lots of good. Like I like the groundskeeper's pride. It's an organic one. You can sprinkle in there. Um, Rage Plus is always good. But oh. for certain things, if you're using just like if you have lots of root crops, you can use our 15-30-15. If you just want to use an all-purpose fertilizer, like the 20-20-20 is a great one. It has all the trace elements. So, Well, I got – that was down when you were – Monday you were away, I got a bunch of stuff. And, oh, I'm sorry uh, I missed you. Yes. We, uh, but we did get the uh, 20-20-20. No, the 10 – 20, no, 30, 10, 10. Yeah, that's uh, your evergreens. Yeah. Yes, the 20, 20, 20, and uh, the Rage Plus. Okay, yeah, so, so it, you can use the Rage Plus on your veggies. That's great stuff. It'll work out well. Okay, and uh, my, where did I get that, uh, <sighs> that nice plant that uh, Gloria found for me? Anyway, that was a tree, one. and it's growing quite nice now. A little bush. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, hey, John. we're off and running. Take care, All right. Mel. Take care. Yeah, good luck with your Cadillac converter. Well, my right. insurance company were super. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Okay, and I got a question here for Brad. Um, Brad, the Birdman. Can you ask the Birdman what happened to the Wrens this year? I haven't seen or heard any in Calgary this year. Thanks. So, Brad, uh, I'm sure someone from the store is listening. Um, pass that on to Brad and uh, send me a text, Brad, what happened to the Wrens this year? And uh, I'll answer this gentleman and see what, uh, see what we can do for you. All right. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Harold. Good morning, Harold. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, we have a <clears throat> weeping birch tree that we've had for about 10 years. <clears throat> and uh, it got up to about four feet and the top half died off. So we yep. trimmed it back. <clears throat> and then it grew back up to oh, pretty near seven feet and then the top half died off again. So do we just keep cutting it back? And Yeah, unfortunately, or you have to really ensure that they get well watered throughout the summer and then especially in the fall, like right up until freeze up. Mm -hmm. um, they don't like it dry. So if they, if they get too dry, they just start dying back from the top down like that. Um, but there is a product too you can use that, that love birch or birch love it. It's Rage Plus. It's a seaweed-based fertilizer. It's like a super compost in a bottle. And okay. they just, honestly, like, there's a picture in our store. One of our customers had a birch tree that was like 15, 20 feet high. And the top five feet or more were dead on it. And that was something I like, came around the date. She wrote on the picture, 
June or something, and then by the end of July, it was fully leafed out again right to the top. So oh, really? she's Rage Plus and lots of water, yeah. Because okay. the Rage Plus can actually get the tissue, like it regenerates tissue in a lot of the plants, so it really helps um, rejuvenate plants that aren't doing that well. So And birch trees um, love it. it. They respond really, really well to the Rage Plus, so... All right. Well, we'll have to try that. Yeah, give and that a try, and hopefully that'll work out. How often do you put that on in water? Yeah, um, in the spring, if, if you do it sort of once a week, especially if you have issues with something, just to really get it rejuvenated. But if a normal healthy fertilizing, if you do it every couple of weeks, is lots throughout the summer. Um, All right. But on your on your trees, if you did it sort of once early spring and then again about July, August... Um, that should be normal if everything's healthy. But if you're having issues with it, it's good to hit it sort of every five to seven days for three or four weeks consecutively just okay. to build it back up and get the tissue going into the plant. Well, I, I did water it earlier in the year and did fertilize it. And we've had two weeks of solid rain, so I haven't watered it lately. Yeah. Yeah, but it did, it just needs. I would so I'd give it the Rage Plus, and when you water, put the hose, like get either a soaker hose or those tree bags, and just let the water just trickle out of the hose, just barely trickling out. Like and leave it for five or six hours, so it just goes slow and deep into the root system. Um, or a tree watering bag, fill it up a couple times a week, and then it just soaks in. It percolates out the bottom of that bag. Those that's the best way to water your trees if you can. All right. Already, where we've got it planted, it's probably more clay soil than anything. Yeah, that- and and that and that's fine. That's normal. There's not much we can do about that in Calgary. Um, they do like bark mulch over top of them, like on top of the soil. If you can get some bark mulch, that helps hold the moisture in. But it's really just getting them watered in really well, get them established, and that slow, deep watering so you're utilizing the whole root ball. If you just water on top of it, especially with clay, it takes a long, really hard for the water to get down to the bottom. But if you're doing that slow, deep watering, it soaks in, gets down to the bottom of the root ball, and that way you're able to utilize the whole root ball, not just the top half. Uh, all right. Well, we'll give that a shot. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Harold. Bye-bye. All right. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and... I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Doris. Good morning, Doris. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Oh, I have. Uh, I'm not too sure if you have your radio on still or. Turned it off. Some... Okay, there we go. Uh, I have three large 50-year-old spruce trees, and I had them trimmed back a little bit about 10 years ago. And just to uh, to make the story short, it's the, the lower branches were all buried in the, the needles. Yeah. Um, so I had the, the, the tree man there, and 
he cut them out and dug them out. Actually, there was eight to ten inches of needles in some areas. Oh, wow. And um, so I, I don't know. So I had them removed uh, about six, uh, one, two, three, but three feet high. Okay. And they said I should clean the needles out because they're uh, smoking. They're, you duck into, you know, the, the, the needle pile and uh, there was all black underneath and you could see just coming out. Yeah, what what happens is when you get a whole bunch of organic material and if there's the right nitrogen and everything in there, you get spontaneous combustion. Um, that's what starts a lot of times when people have flower pots on their balcony and that, and if it's in a hot spot, um, you'll get that. Or we'll get sod. If a pallet of sod will sit there for two or three days mm-hmm. and you'll pull the grass back and you can burn yourself. It gets so hot. Like it, you get the spontaneous combustion from this grass. Yeah, so if you get excessive needles, things like that, absolutely yeah, clean that out. Yeah. Now, it, it is two, the two trees are very close together. They're between uh, 10 to 24 feet. Take half of my backyard. And uh, and the one in front of the house are about eight to twelve feet in the area, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I I try to clean the needles out, and it's so much that you don't even notice that the, the lower branches are gone. That that piled up. I need yeah. a truck to get, get it out, and I want them all gone and put soil underneath. And uh, and I just wondered for the areas I mentioned, how much soil would I need? Uh, well, I'm it really depends. Yeah, you shouldn't need a whole lot because once you remove the needles, there'll be your existing soil there. I would probably just put a bit of bark mulch down or something like that just to help keep the moisture in. And and just do that. That's all you should really need. You probably so I shouldn't don't need, need a whole... any needles under a tree. No, you, you, no. It's good to leave them in, but not when it's a foot deep. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. The neighbors, yeah. the neighbors come by and see my pile of needles there. Yeah. yeah. So you just try to find. Uh, hopefully, if you can get uh, a, a handy guy or some yard cleanup company to maybe dig that out for you and, and to remove it. Okay, I just wondered if if it's healthy for the trees, you know, I don't want to... It, it is a, for a little bit. It is to have a bit, but not not that much. Like, that's just excessive for, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's good to have some in there because what the tree does, it recreates the floor's floor. Yeah. So, so it's like in the natural forest. And yeah, there's needles that actually I protect heard that, it. But yeah, wood is too much, so close to the fence, I should say. Yeah, and, and you just don't want to create that spontaneous combustion if it's smoking. Yeah, you yeah, want to get I that cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just replace it with a little bit of bark mulch, three or four inches of bark mulch, and then it should be nice and easy for you. So. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you Thank very you. much for your Thanks, help. Thanks, Doris. You're welcome. Bye bye. Yeah. All right, and 
I got a little bit of time left here. I'm going to go. Actually, one quick text. Can we use BTK to get rid of aphids? No, BTK is for caterpillars, um, and it's a it's a natural preventative or natural insecticide for that. Um, Pure spray green is what you want to use on your aphids, and it works really good. So, but you do need to spray it every five days, sort of three times in a row, for it to work properly. So, because um, they're born pregnant, and you got to break the cycle of that. So. Just you got to spray it like today, again in five days, and again in five days, and that should look after it pretty good. And then in between time, even if you took a hose and sprayed off the odd time in between with a uni nozzle, knock those aphids off there. That definitely helps as well. I'm going to go to Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Oh, no Brenda no more. Um, we're going to go to Keith. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Um, I, I've got one of those Ross root feeders uh, yep. with a little plastic feeder thing on the front of it. Yeah. Uh, and I've been putting, um, I've been using uh, a water soluble 301010 and uh, into uh, my seeders, but how much uh, should I put into that, into that uh, glass or that plastic? Yeah, so that really won't work that great for that one. So what I would you use the root feeder for um, to get the water down, to get that deep root fer- or water down, which is really good, and then just mm-hmm. mix the fertilizer accordingly into a bucket and then just pour it over top into the root system that way. Okay. And then that I mean- way it'll work much better. But those those root feeders are good for the deep watering because yeah. it also aerates the soil. Like when you poke that down there, it puts the water in a little bit of pressure and it actually yep. opens up some of the, it aerates the soil for you as well. So yeah, I do, do that. that. I, I do I, I do that without the fertilizer come August. Just, yeah, perfect. I just put water. And also I, um, I put uh, Rage Plus in that. Is that not a good thing either? Absolutely. No, same thing. It's just really hard. You really don't get much. Because the the calculation to fit that little bit in that glass tube, but how fast it comes out, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, it those are meant for those concentrated little tablets, and for whatever reason they're not available anymore. Yeah, I heard so that. but but the feeder itself is still really good um, for um, that deep watering, which is really good. So get it down in there, and then just water. Then this once you're done watering. Fertilize from above with the water soluble, whether it's a thirty ten ten or fifteen thirty fifteen or whatever you're using, or the Rage right. Plus, and that that's perfect. It's absolutely and perfect. How, and, and how often should you be doing that? Um, well, you want you can fertilize every couple of weeks up until about mid July. Um, you can continue to Rage Plus past that, but really, you don't want to fertilize your trees a lot past. Sorry, okay. excuse me, in mid-July until we get back into the fall and then we start our fall fertilizer program. Um, okay. Because you kind of want to slow the tree down a bit when we get mid, mid-July. mid So right. that's typically when we stop fertilizing. Okay. And I just got one more question. Same deal with the root fertilizer uh, feeder. Uh, as, uh, I got a, a three, I don't know, 80-foot high spruce trees in my backyard. Um, the 30-10-10, is that a good idea? Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, for so, sure, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. lots of water first, and then yep. hit it with the thirty ten ten for sure. Now, 
how do you hit it with the thirty ten ten? Just with the bucket, the same thing. Yeah, no, just mix it with the water and just put it around the drip line. So probably yep. every six feet around the perimeter, dump a bucket, and that should be good. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, Keith. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Sunny and 19 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Jeff Smith. Ward 5 Councillor Raj Dhaliwal is hoping dialogue will be followed by action. Dollywall hosted a community town hall yesterday amid growing concerns about crime in the city. Between January and June, there have been 63 shootings, double the five-year average. G7 leaders will spend part of their upcoming summit discussing how to end reliance on oil and gas in general, and Russian oil in particular. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has arrived in Germany after spending four days at the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Kigali, Rwanda. He was greeted at the airport in Munich by a musical German welcome party, including former Liberal leader and Canadian ambassador to Germany, Stefan Dion. The federal public safety minister says he is deeply committed to enhancing oversight of the RCMP. Marco Mendicino says he wants to give the board the independence and autonomy it needs. He also stresses the need for a clearer line of communication between the board and his office to help build trust and confidence between Canadians and members of the RCMP. A Canadian study warns against cuddling your pets if you have the coronavirus because your animals could get sick too. The lead author says cats appear to have a higher rate of COVID-19 infection than dogs, and the study found sheltered animals had a lower COVID infection rate. Summer fun at Callaway Park, which is celebrating a big milestone. The attraction just west of Calgary opened 40 years ago today. Since then, it's grown from 16 to 32 rides and has two in-house shows every year. The pandemic delayed 40th season celebrations last summer, so this weekend there are special activities for 40 plus 1. Sunny today with a high of 25. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 10. Slight chance of showers or thunderstorms tomorrow, high 24. It's 19 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Got a text from Robin. Says, good morning. Thank you for your show. It brings such joy. And I actually, I agree. And I enjoy doing it just as much, I hope, as you all like listening and participating together. Regarding Virginia Creeper, we have a very healthy one. We'd like to start some in another part of our yard. How can we achieve this? Well, you can, the easy way is just come down to spruce it up, hit the perennial house and, uh, Grab a couple more and plant them. Um, another way is you could try taking cuttings. So when you have the new growth, you get them about four to six inches long, and you'll see a couple of the leaf nodes. And if you just cut just below one of the nodes, dip it into some rooting hormone, and stick those into soil. And uh, you can see if they take off that way. They should root up fairly quickly, two to three weeks. And... Uh, the only thing when you plant them, you might want to plant them from that to a four-inch pot <clears throat> and then again to a six-inch pot 
and they should be ready to be planted into into the garden sort of later fall or early fall um and and see how that goes you can give that a try and uh, and go from there one of the big things with the virginia creeper or the engelman ivy or the hops right around this time we started getting those leaf hoppers we're about to get this heat come up all this nice new foliage and the plants are going to um attract a lot of leaf hoppers at this time so what you want to do is get pure spray green once a week give them a spray with that once a week um sort of from now until sort of three weeks into july uh end of july roughly two or three weeks and that should end the cycle of the leaf hoppers and then you'll continue to have that really nice looking vines all the way into the fall Otherwise, if the leaf hoppers get a hold of them, they just make a mess. They just turn everything brown. They look not great, and uh, and go from there. And don't be afraid to fertilize your Virginia creepers as well. They'll perform and grow that much quicker for you. A good all purpose um, twenty 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 is great. Rage Plus works good too, and uh, and they will have nice, healthy looking vines. Because if they get a hold of that leaf hopper, gets a hold of them or the powdery mildew and that's why the i like the pure spray green because it looks after the powdery mildew and the and the leaf hoppers at the same time so give that a try and hopefully that'll help gonna go to danny on the phone line good morning danny hi danny yeah he locked in good morning danny hi how can i help you i think you must have the radio on um hi Danny. All right, I'm just put Danny back on hold and we'll see if he can get back to him. Um let's go to Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, Merrill. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Oh, How sure. can I help you? I'm afraid my phone is about to, to go here. Um just wondering what fertilizer should I be using on my herbs? On your herbs for the most part, like just a good all purpose. Um, you could use the Rage Plus, uh, 202020 would be good, or the granular, you can just mix it right into the soil, the Groundskeeper's Pride, um, the the veggie fertilizer, that would work as well. Okay, and every two weeks, is that what you recommend? Yeah, the one, the granular, you just mix it right into the soil, so you sort of do one or two applications and that's it. Okay. But other than that, if your herbs are in smaller pots than that, you probably want to fertilize once a week. Or if they're in larger pots every couple of weeks, is lots. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Merle. You have a You're great day. You're welcome. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And one thing, if you're growing herbs, ensure that you're using them. The biggest thing is with the herbs is that a lot of people, if you don't use them, they'll go to seed on you. So just ensure that you're using them lots, like a mojito. If you're in there cutting it, that thing will just spit out more, more mojito than you know what to do with. Let's go to Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. Merle, thanks for taking the call. I have a couple of questions. Sure, let's We're ahead. trying to grow a garden on an area where two spruce trees stood for 30 years and they've been cut down for about three now. Okay. And I scraped all the needles off, but uh, the soil, I'm sure, is... Uh, yeah, did you take the root out or the stump? No, we didn't. It's still standing. That boat yeah. So that's going to create a bit of an issue for you unless you build a raised garden over top of that area. If you build up a raised garden like two or three feet deep, if you try to grow in that area, it's just going to be so full of roots 
that it's going to be really difficult. So if you want to do it without a raised garden, I would get a, a bobcat in there of some sort of machine excavator, um, go in there, rip the stump out, rip all the roots out, and then dig down about a foot and then <clears throat> remove that old soil with the, all the roots and stuff in it and then bring in a truckload of good garden mix and then kind of start fresh that way. Or build a raised garden like with four by six um, cedar cedar posts or cedar bean or or something like that. What some of the safe pressure treated ones, and then d fill that up with soil. Is it too late to use a stump remover now that they sat there? Yeah, it, yeah. It just doesn't do. It won't do enough for all the roots, though, right? Like it'll rot your stump. But you're still going to have all those roots in the soil, especially those big old spruce trees. Like that whole area is going to be full of surface roots because you got to think that 30, 40 foot spruce tree needs to be held up. So it's going to have a big root structure that was in the ground to hold that big tree up. So that's all underground, what you don't see until you start digging out there and then you'll, then you start hitting it. Yeah, I can dig down like. Uh eight or ten inches without hitting roots but okay well that's good if you tried a few holes around well i've i've dug it up with a with a spade like like ten. okay inches awesome deep. okay well good your roots must have been down nice a little bit deeper than that's good so what you might want to do then is just um get uh, maybe add about maybe six to eight inches of good garden mix on top and and then maybe a to start that way that if you already if you're able to go down just add a bit of loam on top and then you should be good to go any anything to neutralize the acid should be used no you don't need to do that that's kind of just sitting that while and there's not really a, it's not really acid it's more that's a bit of a myth i guess it, they don't really create the acid it's more um they just the tree itself takes all the moisture away and kind of kills everything else around it um so there shouldn't really be that aesthetic. This this mix, if you've already taken out most of the needles, a lot of that stuff will already be neutralized. Um, you could add a bit of lime if you'd like to, but for the most part, if you're putting 8 to 12 inches of loam or garden mix on top, you'll be totally fine. Okay. Is there anyone in Calgary does garden soil sampling? Or um, yeah, we were doing I'm not sure. Um, there is a couple of the tests you can buy. And they're actually pretty accurate. Like we sell little garden testing kits at the store. Oh, okay. I'll check that out then. And uh, another question: You're talking about um, fertilizers and like 202020 being a real balanced fertilizer, but also Rage Plus, which is a zero zero six. Yep. It's a it's a different way of fertilizer. It's an it's an organic, and that's where the organic systems are. It's a little bit confusing when you're. I'm still old school, like the 2020-20, and some of the organic things. So what you're doing is more you're building the soil and you're bringing your soil to life with the Rage Plus. It so it works in a different way. Like it's not the standard where the plant just sucks up and needs those certain trace elements. So the organics. I'm going to get Sheldon on again to to walk us through that whole thing because. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge. He's the guy who created the the Rage Plus, and uh, it's 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 like bat guano, all kinds of seaweed, and it's really what it does is this adds all those microrhizomes and 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 microorganisms into the soil to get your soil alive, 
which good. Which I've been really using it. It seems to work well. So it does. It works really good. Like it's again, but it's deceiving when you read the numbers, right? When you just when when we talk twenty twenty twenty, it's just a different method of of feeding. So okay, well, thank without you very getting much. into the whole science of everything. All right, thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye bye. All right, and I think I missed my 1040, so I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I've got a quick text. I have a question about honeysuckle. I have three plants. I plant them four years ago. They don't bloom. They are the mandarin type. They always grow from the bottom. Yeah, so they're dying back. So cut them back every spring, and uh, they might be just not um, wintering enough on the old wood to get that bloom. So what we've got to try to do is grow them well, fertilize them with 15, 30, 15, and, and water them really well going into the fall. And then let's see if we can get those to uh, try and grow a little bit on some old wood instead of dying right back to the ground and uh, and see if that works for you. Hopefully. I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Sandra. Good morning, Sandra. Hello. Hi um, there. I'm, hi, how are you? I'm phoning from Red Deer. I okay. have, I believe it's a hydrangea. And okay. I planted it about three years ago. And in the beginning, it was lovely. And then the last two years, the leaves on the top have started curling up. And now I went out there yesterday after all this rain and checked it. And it's got a lot of black fly on, like little black aphids all over it. Now, are the aphids causing it to curl or is it? Yes. Yes, they will. Because what they're doing is they're sucking all the nutrients and sucking all the juice out of the leaves. But this is the first year I've had the aphids. I've had the yeah. curling for the past two years, and I cut them, cut all that off, all the curling, dead-looking stuff off, and um, that cut could it just back be from not enough spring. water. It could be from Sorry? not enough water. Could be from enough not enough water. The hydrangeas are fairly like with the word hydra. They do like if they like it a little bit moisture too. So just ensure that they're getting enough water. If they don't get enough water, they'll curl in. Okay. And the other question for that plant is, I've, I've planted it in a position where it's getting all the morning sun and then afternoon shade. Is that enough sun? And do you remember what variety it is? Sorry, again. I think it's a PG hydrangea. Okay. It's got white yeah, blossoms per- on it. Yeah, yeah, okay. They prefer a lot, a little bit more sun than that. So um, that will also do it in if you're not getting... Do you get many blooms or... Well, I got some blooms on it, which are mostly on the bottom part of it. It's just started blooming the last week. But yeah. they, they look small. They don't look very they don't look very healthy. Yeah, I, I would say you're probably not getting enough sun. For a hydrangea in the shade or part shade, you'd need to go to like a, a Annabelle hydrangea. The other varieties prefer that afternoon sun, the heat. And uh, with a good amount of water, and then that will get them blooming really nicely. Okay, so question on the same thing. If I decided to move that, when would be the best time to move it? Um, Early spring or in the fall. But if you move it in the fall, just ensure that you remember to water it. A lot of times I don't like moving things in the fall because we're typically not out in the garden as much. So when you do it in the fall, you tend to forget to 
to water it in and keep watering it until freeze up. So as long as you do that, you'll be fine. If not, just do it first thing early spring before it leaves out. Okay, now about the aphids. Should I cut off all the curled up leaves on the top and then yeah, use, all use curled, some sort uh, of spray? Yeah, the pure spray green works good. Pure spray green? Yeah. Can I only get that from your place or can I get um, it anywhere? I think some other places might have it. Um, it it hasn't. It's they stopped producing it a while ago. So I I bought like about five years supply because they told me they were going to stop making it. Um, okay. So I'm not sure if anybody else has any left. Is it a homemade remedy for those black aphids? Um, no. I you could try. There's a few other. If you go to the garden center up there, if you go like to the um, to the garden center up there and Parkland, uh, maybe. Yep, the parkland or there's the the bluegrass one up in Red Deer. All right. Stop in there. There's a there's a guy out there who runs it. Uh, ask for Kevin Mullaney. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And ask him. All right. Okay, I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, okay, make sure perfect. you ask for Kevin. Thank you so much. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Right, we'll, get, we'll get people up there bugging Kevin, so that's good. Um, oh, actually, this must have been who I just talked to, Sandra. She sent a picture as well. Um, I'm just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And again, I got a couple responses to the bat thing. Um, One called the Bat Association, which I'm going to do. Um, I'll pass that on to to Carson and see if you can get that um, looked after. I'm going to go to the phone line right now. I'm going to go to Norma. Good morning, Norma. Hi there. I have three questions. First of all, I have a Saskatoon bush that has bloomed and fruit is forming. Now, okay. can I cut off all the new growth to I want to manage the size of this thing? Yeah, that now is the time to do that too. Sort of, you've got the blooms, you're doing that thing. Right now is a great time just to give it that little bit of trimming on the top. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. And for uh, pure spray green, um, my directions have uh, disappeared, and I need to know the dilution when I use it for my nine bark. Okay, um, you can look it up. I don't have it with me. I'll try and find it quickly. I know we made up a bunch of sheets for it for people as well um, at the store. So I can, uh, I'll see if I get that sent to me before the end of the show and I'll see okay. it on there. Okay, wonderful. And one more thing, and this is really a, quite a weird thing. One of my uh, peonies uh, has had the top of the bud eaten off. This happened to me last year. I could not find anybody who could tell me what was wrong with it. Imagine looking at a peony bud attached to the stem, and it's like somebody took a knife or something and cut it off horizontally to the stem, leaving only the bottom of the bud. Yeah, it's probably like a cutter wasp. There's some wasps that go in there, and they'll chew off like that. And they're and called cutter wasps. And is it the same wasps. type of wasp that does the circles in leaves? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do I do? Not much, because um, <laughs> you don't see them when they come, right? You just happen to no. be the unlucky. And it, probably, it won't happen all the time. You just you happen to be the un- unlucky uh, 
victim of the wasp at that time. So um, that would be about it. Oh, okay. Like really, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much. That's gonna happen all the time. So I think it, uh, that should hopefully just be a one and done thing, and uh, and go from there. Okay, because it didn't happen to all of them last year. And if yeah, if uh, somehow you can tell me what the dilution is for the yeah, the actually it's over green. right now. But you can look it up if you uh, if you Google it. Well, um, I tried that, and it it just I don't know. For what I then wanted, should it be a didn't label. make any sense. But you said okay. you had some sheets at your store? Yeah, we do. We do have the sheets at the store. Okay. And at some point in your uh, show, sometime in the future, could you tell your listeners again about the importance of cutting their cotoneaster hedges down? Yes. When I, they have, because I, I did that to mine. It's beautiful, but my neighbors around me are not doing it. And I'm afraid I'm, mine is going to get it. Yeah, I know. And, and what she's talking about, it, and that is the the scale that has devastated all of our Katoni asters around town. You see I lots know. of dead Katoni asters. We need to cut those right down, rejuvenate them. And that's where, again, you need the pure spray green on there and mm-hmm. to help control that. And uh, hopefully some more people will buy in on that uh, on that, uh, so we get those under control here in Calgary. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Norma. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sorry, and sorry to Bill and Pat. I won't be able to get to you. And uh, until next week, uh, we'll be back in July, which is already next week, unbelievable. Uh, We'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.